and the interlay of each one of them is granite. So when they made the um, the hockey rink, uh, they built it into the side of the mountain. And when they dug the mountain out, they took the granite. So each of the metals are are, are all different and unique, right? Just your right. basic metal, John. I have a pool table that has Packer and Bear balls. Shut up and sit down. Inside Wisconsin is brought to you by Baycare Clinic, Cobblestone Creek, the University of Wisconsin Platteville, Mill Home Supper Club, Festival Foods, Capital Credit Union, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, American Family Insurance, Roll Tech, and by Miller Lite. What's up, Wisconsin? From the Inside Wisconsin Studios, my name is Trevor Thomas, sporting the Admirals jersey over there in Connecticut. My guy, John Anderson. Look at yeah, that. I'm feeling very winterish, very winter mm -hmm. Olympic-ish. Uh, in honor of the guest today, Bonnie Blair, because I don't have a, a, a speed suit to wear. <laughs> Thank uh, you. <laughs> her son, who, who now plays for the Minnesota Gophers, uh, but he he was a Milwaukee General Admiral. Uh, so the, I just thought this might this is as fitting as it got. Uh, I do have I do have an eighty Olympic jersey with some signatures, but I'm saving that for uh -huh. maybe when we get Mark Johnson or something. So I have that. Cool. So this is I didn't want to go full power. I still feel like I'm 93%. I'm getting an A. Uh, I, like I, just didn't, I just didn't go to, like, you know, bust the curve on this thing. That's pretty cool. Bonnie Blair on today's show. I, I, uh, I'm I, a little speechless Dude, on this you one. you got a crush. I don't know if I have a crush. I just have a lot of memories from my childhood. I mean, like, this is all post-83. I got everything to offer for this show. This is legit. Uh, no, she meant a lot to my childhood. This was really cool. It, even though she wasn't born in Wisconsin, we all saw her as a Wisconsinite doing insane things in the Olympics. Right. Uh, I'm excited to talk to her. I was super excited to talk to her on the phone the other day. That is not a number I thought I'd ever have in my phone. It does not stack up against yours, but I digress. I'm super jacked today to talk to Bonnie Blair, five-time Olympic gold medalist. She still lives here in Wisconsin. Let's catch up with her. Bonnie Blair on Inside Wisconsin. Shut up and sit down. John, I'm fangirling a little bit. That's Bonnie Blair. <laughs> that's, that's simple, it. huh? Yep, that's, that's it. it. Yeah, well, it says in five gold medals will do that for you. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> That's one for each ring. I think that's really the symmetry of that is nice. Yeah, perfect. Right? Exactly. It's perfect. <laughs> Who knew that that's what it was going to be all about, right? <laughs> totally. Three would not be enough. Six would be overkill. Five, perfect. That's all you need. Uh, first of all, what's it like to not be at a games this year? Like, I don't want to start on a downer, but that's such a different thing yeah. for you. You're not there. Yeah, it really is very different for me. Um, this will be my first games to not have attended uh, either as a competitor or as a spectator for winter games, that is since 1984. So uh, very different for me to be um, at home on the couch. You know, I, I think one way it's kind of nice because there's so many different ways to watch the games. So that's one nice thing, but there's still something to be said about actually being right there in the venue and watching uh, so that part definitely is kind of for sure pulling at my heartstrings, but <laughs> with everything you got to do to get over there, I'm real happy being on my couch. <laughs> That's awesome. So it, how has it been since Blair, your daughter 
couldn't qualify. She tested positive for COVID and that hit the news obviously because of you. And so how's the family? Everything good? Yeah, no, we're all good. And actually she never had any symptoms. So, you know, kind of, it was almost like if she would have had symptoms, maybe it would have taken the sting out of it a little bit because then you would have felt crappy just to begin with. But, um, but you know, she, she's got a great head on her shoulders. She knew that this really wasn't her time to go to the Olympics. Um, and she's really got her sights more set on the next games in Italy in 2026. Uh, but still, you know, like being at the trials was going to be kind of like her Olympics. Um, she could kind of get training again right away. And she's really looking to try to have some fast times in March um, in Salt Lake City. And uh, that'll be the last big competition for the Americans for this season. And then there's another competition up in Calgary uh, that uh, she'll go to after that, assuming, you know, the borders <laughs> stay open and everything else. So <laughs> yeah. um, she's still got yeah. some some racing to do this season. And, you know, like I said, you, you just got to look forward. And, you know, like, yeah, I feel for – um, the figure skater that just now tested positive and he's over there and then doesn't even get to take part. Yeah, it's it's awful in so, so many ways. You're not there now. I am curious. Um, so for so many Olympics, you're in the heart of it because you're a competitor. As each one of those goes by and now you sit and watch, did you become like less nervous? The first one did you go like, I should be out there. It was hard to go. <laughs> did you distance yourself from that? How does your emotion change? sitting and watching Olympic events? Yeah, the the very first one that I went to where I wasn't a competitor, uh, I was actually five months pregnant. So part of me was like, yes, I shouldn't be out there because that was obvious. Um, but on the flip side, my heart was like, oh my God, all these guys are here and competing and I'm not. And it, it was, you know, something that really... Um, pulled at my heartstrings. Uh, but yeah, it's gotten easier as the times have gone on. And, and I think, you know, just the excitement of the Olympics, you know, then if you're my da our daughter's there, then that takes it to a whole different level. And then, you know, I think I, I already partially have a little bit of what my mom went through in regards to you've got no control. Right. You know, when they're out there, you're just, <laughs> your hands are up and you're like, okay, like you're on your own and have at it. So like, I remember seeing my family prior to one of the races and yeah, they were so nervous and I'm like, okay, I got to get away from them because <laughs> I wasn't quite as nervous as they were. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to channel you? their bad mojo in that in any way, shape or form. <laughs> and then how about when you see there and now, cause I get that technology gets better and there's all kinds of changes and people tech the techniques or, or in the training level. Like, do you go see times now and go, well, I don't want any part of that now because I'm not sure I could skate that time. That's a foolish number on the clock. Well, yes. But then on the flip side, then I'm like, if I had all that technology, I'd be going way faster than that. So yeah, let's go with it that. just depends on how you I look at things. <laughs> I guess that's the way I would look at Good. it. But you moved to Wisconsin in what year? Um, let's see, kind of off and on, probably like 89, but had oh, spent a lot of winters here before then, but, you know, really more kind of full force, I think it was like 89. 
Okay. I read somewhere that you moved here in 1983, 84 to start training. And I was like, hey, John, look what started in 83. Me and Bonnie Blair in Wisconsin. But well, I right. So I kind of lived with a family here. I guess yeah. I didn't have my own dwelling. Maybe let's put it that okay, way. Fine. And fine. I'd spend like big chunks of time. Um, it kind of was like an added kid to their house, you know, so to speak. So, um, <laughs> yes, from, you know, pretty much like 83, that would, that would have been yep. the, the right time. Yes. I think it's when it started. Go, Trevor, sure. Take, Great take year. credit. You may, you played a valuable role. I can't believe she's never thanked you before. <laughs> um, Let's talk about your sport at a core level. I am a track and field guy and a groupie. And the old thing there is you're always like, you can't fake fitness. Um, your sport is hard. Tell people how hard it is to be really good at that sport. Um, yeah, you know, I, and I think anything that you do at a high level is going to be difficult. And the time that you have to put into it and you know, the sacrifices that you make. I, I, But I think to go along with that, a lot of times when you're, you know, you might look back and go, oh yeah, I sacrificed doing X, Y, Z. But at the time, you're not really thinking that because you're just in the moment and you're doing what you need to do to get to that next level or, or whatever that is. And, you know, for our sport, um, you know, you pretty much are training 10 and a half months out of the year mm -hmm. Uh, almost two day, two times a day, uh, six days a week. You know, for instance, the Pettit Center won't have ice um, all year long for long track. So a lot of the training is done off the ice. So it's mm -hmm. a lot of bike riding, it's weights, it's a lot of exercises just crouched in the skating position. Uh, there's uh, what we call slide board. It's like a formica piece of equipment that's bumpers on the end. But also on the flip side, it's kind of nice that you have a lot of different things that we can do so that number one, you don't get bored. And number two, you know, being on the ice is what you like the most. And mm -hmm. when you can't do it all the time, it's nice to have a variety in the training for the athletes. But it's all hard work, man. It's yeah. all hard work. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to say you had ice in your basement. I'm like, of course you do. Right. Of course, Bonnie Blair has <laughs> ice in her basement. If it is, it's not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about being on the ice for a second. Uh, you're Bonnie Blair, and your last name, though, married, is Krejcik. Correct. That's because your husband uh, had that Dave name, and he's a speed skater, too. Yep. So when you guys had kids, do you sit down and go, hi? I'm Bonnie. That's Dave. You're going to know us as mom and dad, and you're going to live on the ice because they do. <laughs> and they do. Right. Uh, yeah. It was really them. Um, you know, our son, Grant, uh, he like went to bed at a young age with a little shinny stick in his hand, not a teddy bear. And but he, you know, he more so watched my nephews play hockey growing up. And that's why he really kind of went more um, the hockey route. And um, our daughter Blair was a gymnast and then got um, some really bad wrist issues and had to give the sport up. So uh, when she had to do that, she also kind of played soccer all along. Uh, she decided, okay, well, I need something to do in the winter because I don't like playing indoor soccer. So she's like, well, I might as well try this speed skating stuff. And <laughs> so um, she did that about at the age of 13. And, 
you know, so she was kind of really late to the ice and, you know, she's, she's so, shown some great promise. Um, she's made three junior world teams. Um, now she's officially a senior. So you got to be with the, the upper echelon. Blair showed some great promise in soccer through her late high school years. And we're like, you know, if you want to do this and, you know, she probably could have gone D3, we'll help you. Nope. I want to speed skate. Not, you know, internally I'm like, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah. So it's just kind of been like that. And, um, but yeah, you know, it has to come from them. Um, you know, obviously they know what we did, but, uh, they've got a, they've got to have it in their heart because as you said, it's hard. So you got to be ready for the hard part. And if you're not, you know, ready to, mm -hmm. to take this all on, then adios and go find something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, because this is inside Wisconsin, I'm going to try to ignore that the boy's a gopher right now because that pains me. <laughs> Uh, I did go with my admirals just because I know he's a junior admiral at one point. So I'm he was that. a junior admiral, yes, and uh, I was going to comment on your jersey, yes. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, but I could live with I could live with CC. All right, I'm okay with that. But the gopher thing, <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I know, but that, it's all good. We're going to leave it. Well, it's not, but we're going to leave it there anyway. <laughs> we're going to leave it there. Okay. <laughs> um, so we we talk about your you talk about your daughter's growth in, in this, but I, I want to take this to you and more to the sport in general. Cause at some point you come and you go, Oh, I might be good at this. I might be really good at this. Mm -hmm. I look at my times and I go, wow, those times are with everybody. But where does the transition come where you go, okay, I have these times. And now I meet all these other people that I know are great. And you find your place that you sort of, for lack of a term, like I belong here. I can do this and I can do this with this competition. Yeah. You know, um, for me, it was just a real gradual process and, you know, I started out um, having a little bit more success in short track, uh, which a lot of people don't realize. I was actually the world champion in 1986. Um, but in and at that point, it wasn't in the Olympics. Right. Um, in 1988, it, it had become a demonstration sport. But by then, now I was knocking on the door of being on the podium um, in long track at that same time. So 19, you know, I kind of won the worlds in short track and I'm like, okay, well now I'm done with that. I'm just full for folk, fully focused on long track. It, it, it was a gradual process, but, I, but I think part of that was really good because I never got burnt out to the point where today, you know, I was out on the short track ice with my daughter uh, working on her turns a little bit. So I still like to go out on the ice. I, I still enjoy it. I know I'm not as fast as I used to be, but um, but that's OK. It's still a lot of fun. Well, it was a lot of fun watching you. We're going to cover that here in just a bit. It is Bonnie Blair with us on Inside Wisconsin. We'll be back in just a bit. Inside Wisconsin is brought to you by Baycare Clinic, Cobblestone Creek, the University of Wisconsin Platteville, Mill Home Supper Club, Festival Foods, Capital Credit Union, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, American Family Insurance, Roll Tech, and by Miller Lite. Helpful critiques, ideas, great stories, people we should know, the great bar in your town, the fish fry you want to know, the fish boil, anything that you want to reach out to us with. We are happy. We are here. You can be the inputters. We're here to listen. All right, J.A., a very special top five list for this edition <laughs> of Inside Wisconsin. We have had some good ones. I mean, we have covered some ground in Wisconsin, but none right. like today. 
we are going to list off and go through to the best of our non uh, against the rules HIPAA ability with Dr. Brian Klicka, orthopedic surgeon from Baycare Clinic. We want to go through the top five best Wisconsin injuries that have come across Dr. Klicka's table. Dr. Klicka from Baycare. What's up, man? Good to see you. Hey, how are you guys doing? Thanks for having We're- me. Awesome. Can, can we just clarify? I don't think we have HIPAA violation. You're not naming names, are you? You're not bringing up no. shorts and showing people's x-rays, right? We should no. be fine. Yeah, no. So before we get into like top five, just give me a quick, like, is there a, do you categorize things? Like I have, I have skiers that, that are dopes and then I have shoveling injuries. Like how do we, how do we break that up? Yeah, I would, I'd say like sport related, you know, there's the skiing, sledding, a lot of those types where they're just a slip and a fall where accidental it happens. Uh, but then there's just a lot of the saw blade injuries, log splitter injuries where, just trying to do too much at the wrong time. And I mean, it's on a weekly basis. We see those injuries. Oh yeah. This is going to be great. I, I, I want to leave it. I'm, I'm going to leave it in this shot the whole time, just so we can see our reactions to <laughs> the injuries that we're about to go through. All right. Uh, Dr. Clicka, give us number five. What makes it on your list? The fifth best injury in Wisconsin winter history. Well, I'll just, I'll kind of go through and categorize. And the first one I would just put into like sledding and um, right. injuries. And this is, you know, the, the tree that comes out of nowhere and you know, <laughs> smack in the middle of a tree. It's just falling while, you know, trying to do a triple axle hmm. or whatnot. And we see a lot of wrist fractures, a lot of finger fractures, elbow fractures with this. And, you know, everyone has a really unique story. They're obviously, you know, disappointed with it, but um, we see a ton of these during the winter. Well, we're going to cover one of those later on. You, you, you've really had dudes just ski into a tree. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like, I understand. Like, it's serious because, like, that's how we lost Sonny Bono. The man skied into a tree. But I, I've skied a lot in my life. I've never purposely – well, nobody purposely, but I've never skied into a tree. Like, they're pretty obvious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just going to cover it right now. Look at this, John. If you can see this image right here. That's yeah. my son's arm in the operating room with Dr. Clicka. Yes. My son did the whole let's go into a tree on a sled and shattered his arm, and Dr. Clicka gave us the thumbs up from the OR. That's what it looked like. Anyway, sledding and skiing. All right, got it. So that's a category. What's number four? So this is um, the typical situation where a Wisconsinite is out drinking too much. They pass <laughs> out um, you know, in the snow. They wake up with you know purple and soon-to-be black fingers. So we see a ton of frostbite injuries and I can't tell you through training out in Rochester, Minnesota, and now here, you know, someone just falls, falls asleep or passes out. And, uh, it's a really, really bad situation for them. So we have exposure issues. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So this so far is every bit as pleasant as I'd hoped it'd be (laughs) over in Green Bay at Fireman's Park over the, the hill on the back end of Fireman's Park. We'd go there a lot, and and it was part of kind of uh, full combat sledding, and you jump off yours onto the other guy, and you try to get him off, and and we ran a guy kind of almost into a tree, and he had a big old kind of knot right here that was probably the size of an egg. So uh, my best to Mark Halava, who I think is doing well. He's actually now an emergency room doctor in Milwaukee. Oh, good. good. We like to think it was early training. Uh, we put him on his career path. So in the way, a lot of good things actually came out of that when you think about it. So, all right. So we're skiing poorly into trees. We've got some exposure. What else is out there? Mm-hmm. Number three. 
So number three, we're going with uh, ice auger injuries. Mm. So, you know, a lot of people love to ice fish and um, it seems like every year we've got a couple people that the glove gets a little bit too close to the auger and it just wraps in it. And uh, these are personally some of the nastiest injuries, you know, I've had and without getting too graphic, I mean, obviously partial amputations, but, you know, tendons are involved and really, really tough injury for these individuals. I'm sweating. So this is where we always say, right? Tuck in all loose scarves, all loose oh, yes. clothing, yeah. right? People just, they get way too overconfident with gloves. You know, they think they can get close to it with gloves. And it actually, I mean, once the hand gets wrapped in it, uh, it's just too much trauma. All right. So let's say I make it down the slope. Um, and I imagine managed to have a toddy in the in the bar without actually uh, falling asleep out in, in the snow. And then Saturday I go ice fishing and I survive with that, and I make my catch limit, and I'm good. What is the next danger that's out there for me at number two? So this one, I still had to categorize in their winter injuries, and I'm, I'm going crossbow injury uh. this one. And um, Where's the crossbow? Oh, my goodness. So there's, there's supposedly a guard on crossbows, and the more expensive ones have a, a better safety protector. But a lot of the cheap ones, they don't. And – I probably have five or six individuals every year that when the string is released, it comes across and clips um, the top part of their thumb. And it's a, a really devastating injury. Oftentimes it just clips the, the distal tip of it. And, you know, we can either do a, a very small amputation where the thumb is very functional or it's just, you know, treating the fracture. But uh, occasionally we have some that are much higher up on the thumb uh, and that's a, a really tough issue to take care of how what what's number one at this point what ground have we not covered i got nothing left so this this was an easy number one and that's the snowblower injuries oh yeah this one really takes the cake and there's probably 10 to 15 of these you know cases that i'll see in a year and you know it's just unbelievable how this happens so i, I talked about patients they come in and they're embarrassed and this is the quintessential embarrassing moment for a patient they know they shouldn't have did it they did it anyway and I don't know. I don't know why. I think it's almost like the human uh, Venus flytrap phenomenon. They just like can't resist sticking their hand in. But every time it happens, it sucks the glove in and, and that's it. I feel like all of these are preventable. This is yep. the worst part. Yeah, yeah. The, the tough thing for them, too, is um, they're absolutely shocked because it happens so quick. Their glove kind of gets sucked in and they usually reach up and they have their glove on and they think, oh, I made it, I'm fine. And then they take the glove off and here their finger is just an absolute bloody mess. Yeah. Mm. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've heard that story from patients. They just don't even realize that the pain hasn't even set in yet. <laughs> well, our thanks to Dr. Brian Clicka from Bay Care Clinic, orthopedic surgeon from the elbow down. Yeah, we didn't even cover the rest of the body. These are just elbow down yes. injuries. Uh Wisconsin winters uh, are safe for the most part, um, and clearly not for everybody. Well, I'm sure you have some surgeries to do, Dr. Klicka, so we'll let you run, man. It's great to see you again uh, better here in this office than in your office, with all due respect. Well, thank you both. I appreciate this. Shut up and sit down. Wisconsin winter, it's a nine-month season around here, but we'll get through it together uh, as long as you keep your hands out of uh, bad places. Let's just say that. 
uh, and put it in a cooler with Miller Lite. Maybe have one around a bonfire. Do you have a bonfire pit or some sort of apparatus yeah. to have a fire in your backyard? Yeah, it's not it's not big. I got a very nice porch back there. It's not gigantic. I don't have like a, a culvert buried sideways that's full in there. The beauty is, first off, I don't know the Wisconsin winter's nine months. Sure I feels think like it might be right now. Luckily, you can drink beer year round, which I'm good with. Bear. I'm not ter- like I, this is even though I'm in Connecticut, very Wisconsin thing to do, right? It's like sometimes the fridge is full and the outside fridge is full because you know you've got an entire deer carcass in there. Uh, so <laughs> at least this time of year, right? You can take a six pack. Here's my and just shove it in a snowbank for a while, right? Like that's Absolutely. totally in. Um, Perfect. It's not exactly survival survival wilderness training, but it's kind of that way. It's yeah, it is. And that. Light a fire. You have heat. You have beer, maybe a couple hot dogs. What else do you need? Throw uh, that's how and we're good. Yeah, get through Wisconsin winter. Since 1975, Miller Lite has been the beer with taste you can depend on. Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Go to MillerLite.com forward slash inside Wisconsin to find delivery options near you. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories. 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Light the fire safely. Make sure the beer doesn't freeze. Everything's going to be fine. Just have Miller Light. Continuing here on Inside Wisconsin with five-time Olympic gold medalist Bonnie Blair. And when I have five gold medals someday in my life, I'm going to think, I'm going to go to a Packer game or I'm going to go to a Bucks game. I'm going to hear the national anthem and go, that just doesn't sound the same. Uh, what's it like to stand there and hear the national anthem? Like, I'd be just a blubbering mess. But it's got to be the most amazing thing yeah um you know i i would say for sure at my last olympics um my last race the thousand meters and standing on that podium and hearing the national anthem you know i i just didn't want it to stop because in my mind i'm kind of thinking okay will i ever hear this like i'm hearing it right now ever again and um, so, yeah, when when that when that song is played, it definitely has um, a different meaning for me. Um, it pulls at my heartstrings. Um, and yeah, like, you know, and and I'm, I, like, I feel like I get to hear it a lot, you know, like with mm-hmm. my son being in hockey <laughs> and, you know, them always playing the national anthem, um, you know, that it, it it's. It's just it's it's just fun to hear that song and have, you know, great memories come back. But, you know, part of that, too, is just knowing that you're there representing your country. So Wisconsin is a special place to us and we know it's a special place to you. When people say, hey, Bonnie, where are you from? If they didn't know, what do you say? Do you say you're from Wisconsin at this point? I mean, you've been here for this long or what do you 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 say, Illinois, which we won't talk about. I like to share the love maybe a little bit. So (laughs) um, I say that yeah, I was born in Cornwall, New York. Uh, I was only there about three months, I think it was. Of course, I don't remember. And then our family moved to Champaign, Illinois. And, you know, grew up all the way through my high school years in Champaign, Illinois. And then I've been a transplant cheddarhead, I, I kind of call myself. So I think it's nice to be able to, to share that love with three different states. And, and as long as nobody's ready to kick me out yet, I think it's a good thing. <laughs> Here come the Winter Olympics. And what are people going to watch? They're going to watch. They love downhills. They love the Alpine ski. 
they go crazy for speed skating, right? We want to, and, and maybe that's because we've had such great success over the years, but we watch that. Even if, in fact, even to the point that we like it so much that like there's uh, Jan Holof, like people know these different guys. Yeah. And then, so you're as popular as can be for two weeks. You come back here in the cover of Sports Illustrated and, and then like sort of track and swimming. And then it just disappears for, for, for three and four, four years. Right. Correct. I don't know if that is, I'm asking you if that is frustrating. I don't know if I'm asking you if there's a cure for that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, that's, that's everybody's wrestling with that. All these different sports are like, how can we be so popular for two weeks? And then people are like, Oh, wake me again when it's a country thing. Uh, yeah. but, but is that, is that a really hard part to deal with being in a sport like speed skate? Yeah. You know, I, I guess having kind of been within that um, in those moments um, yeah, you know, then like when I first came back, especially, you know, I, I guess it really took probably, you know, I was in four games, but won medals in three of them. It really probably took to that third one where really the name Bonnie Blair kind of got solidified. And um, but yeah, you know, like at some points it was like, OK, I'm not going to the grocery store on a weekend. It just it took too long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> But, you know, on the flip side of that, like, I I felt very lucky, very fortunate that people um, took a liking to our sport and and um, to what we did. And, you know, like you said, how much time you put into it and all that kind of stuff. And and, you know, it, it it's a special it's a special time. And and then, you know, it's not going to last a lifetime. Um, so. But, you know, yeah, it, it's one of those things where we are looked at once every four years. I wish there was a way we could we could change that and, and try to um, be out there in front of people a little bit more on a regular yearly basis. Um, but, you know, then we used to be like on TV on one of the major networks for world championships and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But now it's all now it's more into streaming things. And, you know, so then it's harder for people to actually navigate to try to then go find it if it is something they like. But if it's not as easy as just turning your TV on, you know, probably a lot of people aren't going to, you know, go searching for it. As a kid growing up in Wisconsin, John grew up in the Green Bay area, but I'm from Johnson Creek, Jefferson area. My dad's from Milwaukee, and we used to go into Milwaukee all the time to visit my grandparents. And as a kid, born in 83, in case you didn't pick up on that earlier, I was mesmerized by the Pettit National Ice Center going to Grandma and Grandpa's because that's where you trained. That's where Dan Jensen trained, like seeing the Olympic rings and then got to see County Stadium, like all that stuff is bigger than life for a young kid. Do you still find that kids in the sport feel that energy from you and from Dave? And if they ever come across Dan or Mr. Hyden, clearly, yeah, you know, and, and I guess I would say like, okay, so you drove by the pedit. Did you ever stop and actually go in there? And have you seen it? Yes, I got to, we took a, a field trip there in high school, or maybe it was grade school. I went to the pedit one time and all I could think about was you. I'm walking oh. in going, why do I even go? I, I don't know how to skate. Can I just interrupt? There's nothing more Wisconsin than we took a field trip to the ice skating rink. Yeah. But we're not, they're not doing that in Texas. It's because right, of her. Exactly. But, you know, and I think um, that's really a, a cool thing. Like, you literally see 
our rink anytime you're heading downtown or then headed back out west. And with with our rink, there's many times where there's Olympians that are in there. So it's not like you, um, you know, can go by Green Bay and just walk in somewhere and watch Aaron Rodgers throwing passes. But at our rink, your, your chances of seeing an Olympian there are really very high. <laughs> and we had one of our guys... Um, the other day, he's an employee of U.S. Speed Skating, lives here in the area, and he was out on the ice with a, uh, the NBC crew from Madison. And, you know, I walked by and they're like, and the guy that he was with, who was also not only is he worked for U.S. Speed Skating, but he was an Olympian, too. And he goes, and there's like an Olympian, like five time gold medals just walking by. There goes Bonnie Blair. And the guy's eyes like lit up. And I'm like, yeah, like this is an ice rink and this is where I kind of hang out. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm like, well, I'm going to go get on the short track with my daughter. You're welcome to come watch or whatever. And we did like a quick little, little interview, but you know, that's kind of what it's all about. Our rink is somewhere where people can be in there and running because they've got, you know, the running track around the outside. Um, you know, so people are speed skating, you've got hockey going on, you got figure skating going on. Um, you know, it's kind of, there's a lot going on in there. And, you know, there's a lot of times where there's probably an Olympian in there and you, you might not even realize it. I watched for you that day. I didn't see you, but man, I was looking. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I had to really, off maybe. <laughs> I kind of, I literally, I think of the place to some degree, kind of like um, St. Andrews, hear me out on this, right? And I okay. was there one time and I'm, I'm walking in the fairway and I'm actually with uh, David Duvall, past champion. He's playing there, uh, but he'd worked for us in ESPN time. And so he hits a shot and, you know, and he walks and he stops and he just taps his, um, his iron on the ground. He goes, you know what that is? I, I guess he goes, uh, uh, old Tom Morris made a divot there. And then he walked a little far. He goes, um, Bob Jones probably made a divot there. And he goes, but that's what this place is. He goes, you go to, I guess you go to, you go to St. Andrews, think everybody in the history of the world who's anybody in golf has hit a divot on this course. Yeah. And I don't know, does the, does the Pettit center, does it have that feel like every great speed skater in this country has, has, gone has through been that there. building? Yes. Like there's ghosts yeah. in there that would give you goosebumps. Yeah. So as a matter of fact, um, when we got the cover on it, the, the, Ice itself sits basically in the same footprint that it mm -hmm. sat in um, when it was the old outdoor rink that was there. And the only thing is, is they they switched the starting and finish line from one end of the rink to the other or from one side to the other. But um, but yeah, so, you know, Eric Hyden drove there from Madison every day, you know, to go train. And, you know, anybody that's been in our sport um, has skated on that ice, whether it was covered or whether it was mm -hmm. out in the open. I want to touch on that because we've, we've said his name a, a few times here. Uh, and, and I know what he means to Wisconsin to see Eric Hyden. Um, every once in a while, because I'm out here in the East, I get it. I'm in some celebrity golf tournament and I see Mike Ruzio and I go, I'm like, I've never seen a guy get more famous for one gold medal. When I knew a dude, by the way, who won the other five that we had, we had six in Lake Placid. One dude had five, but if you are in the sport, um, how is Eric Hyden looked at 
Yeah, he's um, he's the king. You know, Still. they're like what Eric did will never happen again um, because things now are just too specialized. So, you know, to be able to win the 500 and the 10,000 um, in one week <laughs> right. um, is really, truly amazing. And what he did will never happen again. Um, you mentioned Johan Olaf Koss. He won the 1500, the 5000, the 10K, but he was nowhere near being able to have even come close to meddling in, in the 500 or the 1000. Mm -hmm. So, you know, things now were just too specialized. And Eric was just somebody who was really ahead of his time. And I think, you know, that was probably also a point in time where you know, training really started to come into play with sports and having a specific regimen and him with his coach, Diane Holm, you know, they took it to a whole nother level. And, but yeah, what Eric did um, will never happen again. And, uh, you know, he's looked at by anybody who's been in our sport um, to be the best that there ever was. What year did Eric Hyden win all those medals? Was that pre-1983? No, yeah, 1980. Yeah, yeah. Missed yeah. out on that. I'll right. read about it. So to Trav, that never happened. He no, just, it oh, happened. Wait, just... It happened in 1990. Yeah. yeah. He just, the whole, the history of all sports, he's good. Like he, he admits Washington was president and we wrote a yeah. constitution, all that thing. But in sports, if it didn't happen before 1983, not a forget thing. It. Doesn't matter. Just That's why I love it. her so much. 88, 92, 94. Right, I still along. want to you, see those medals, by the way. Are they raised him. So, okay. Yeah, well, where are I those things? I don't have my medals with me exactly. Where are they? In the but, safe, well, I hope. I they're in a I'm gonna okay, so let's see. This oh. is in my um TV room. So it's a coffee table, and then each ring has all has the name of the Olympics. And my husband and I competed in five Olympics, um, three of them together. I was in Sarajevo and then he was in Nagano. So we've got our the medals, participation things like some of my kids like, you know, hockey medals and gymnastics medals are in there. And, um, but then this is what they look like. So oh, this, is, oh, let's see, this is the Cal. Oh, I'm going the wrong way. Sorry. This is the Calgary Olympic medal, the front and the back, kind of like your standard normal medal. Sure. Um, yeah. Then yeah. This, yeah. This is from <laughs> Albertville. Um, they were made with Lalique crystal. So that inner part is um, crystal, so kind of fragile. And then the bottom one is um, from Lily Hammer, and the inner lay of each one of them is granite. So when they made the, um, the hockey rink, uh, they built it into the side of the mountain. And when they dug the mountain out, they took the granite and then they made um, the, the metals. So each of the medals are, are are all different and unique, right? So, um, yeah. so yeah, I thought it was a little bit easier to show you that way than to like get them out. Go get the or... table. <laughs> Just your right. basic medal, John. I have a pool table that has Packer and Bear balls. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought I had some cool stuff up in my room, and now I, I like just, how she says work. that. Just okay, your, it's just your basic gold medal. Good lord. <laughs> yeah, that's good. 
Nice. All right, we will wrap it up with Bonnie Blair. Thanks so much for sharing that. Man, that's cool. Disgusting. Uh, all right, I'll be better. I'm all right. <laughs> oh, hey, what just, under, just, what a just slacker basic, I am. Look at just your basic Emmys in John's background there. No right. big deal. Just right. your just your basics. Yeah, I sat at right, the we'll desk to get those. That's all I had to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, just your, those are made of granite. All right, <laughs> we're back in a second. Inside Wisconsin. <laughs> Inside Wisconsin is brought to you by Baycare Clinic, Cobblestone Creek, the University of Wisconsin Platteville, Mill Home Supper Club, Festival Foods, Capital Credit Union, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, American Family Insurance, Roll Tech, and by Miller Lite. Helpful critiques, ideas, great stories, people we should know, the great bar in your town, the fish fry that you want to know, the fish boil, anything that you want to reach out to us with, we are happy, we are here. You can be the inputters. We're here to listen. So speaking of dog days in winter, we got to keep the dogs warm, John, and we've teamed up with yep. American Family Insurance again. It's called Boots for Kids. Do you remember how many pairs of boots your kids went through when they were young? I mean, a lot, right? Yeah, they, yeah, it, it is. Listen, it's imperative, right? And, and it's yeah. it, as much as they keep the head covered because you don't want to heat. If your feet get cold, you're just cold. When the Game feet feel right, everything, yeah, it's just absolutely the worst. And my son, so they're just down in Arkansas. They have the worst storm they've had in 10 years. His <laughs> boots are obviously up here. Luckily, mom and sister were going to visit with him. And you never saw a kid happier in his life to have his boots back. <laughs> Get the um, boots on the feet. Right, because I got great shoes, Dad, but not only are they not warm, um, they're going to get messy in the snow. Yeah. So, well, and yeah. this time of year especially, kids yep. bust through these things, right? They outgrow them and all that yeah. stuff. There's all mm -hmm. sorts of different, you know, bits and gloves for kids and hats for kids. Yeah. With American Family Insurance and Inside Wisconsin, we want to do a boot drive. So boots Let's for kids, head to InsideWisconsin.com slash AmFam. Check out a participating agent near you. And just pick up an extra set of boots, take them to the agency or ship them to the agency. Amazon is uh, pretty cool with that these days. Yeah, but let's right just off. see if, yeah, we'll drop them off. They'll put them on the front door. Let's just see if we can make sure that any kid in Wisconsin that needs boots here to get through winter has a pair. Go to InsideWisconsin.com slash AmFam. It is Boots for Kids with our friends at American Family Insurance. Good chance. Show some humanity. This is a spot, right? We're not on any side of anything. We're not divisive. Just help kids. Help kids be warm. Yeah. Keep those dogs warm. Maybe they'll hold on for next season. Anyway, get it done. InsideWisconsin.com slash AmFam. Boots for kids. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly with American Family Insurance. We're back inside Wisconsin. Trevor Thomas, John Anderson, and Bonnie Blair. Six-time Olympic medalist. Five of those are gold. We just got to see those. Just your basic gold medals just Granite, yeah. <laughs> all right so it's lightning round i don't do lightning round that's john but i got a few more here uh, Bonnie, okay. you, you grew up with us in wisconsin you maybe got here as you were an adult right and you trained here but there are some names that you're affiliated with in 1995 when you went into the wisconsin hall of fame the wisconsin sports hall of fame <laughs> listen to this al mcguire oscar robertson robin yount and then dan jansen and bonnie blair i mean is there anybody from a wisconsin name standpoint bonnie that you're just like man those people are cool that must have been an experience no it it was it was um it was really cool it was a really fun evening and um they they it was actually done um in was it in mecca or was it on the floor of you know, what was the old basketball stadium and that like totally re like you felt like you were in a ballroom somewhere. It was just, it was just really cool. And then 
to hear the stories of those guys um, and, you know, what they talked about and things like that. It was just something that was, was really pretty special to be part of. Um, and then to be able to go um, and be part of that, too, with Dan Jansen, you know, like one of my best friends. Um, you know, we're we're almost as close as brother and sister. And um, for us to be inducted at the exact same time was really pretty special. Dan Jansen. You couldn't go anywhere without being attached to his name back in the day. He was Bonnie Blair and Dan Jansen. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Wisconsin right. was proud of you. Yeah, so company. here's my last one. Wisconsin. Inside Wisconsin is 100% dedicated to the people, the stories, and the statriotism of America's Dairyland. I hope you felt that statriotism when you were doing everything that you did and being connected to Wisconsin. So, Bonnie, tell us what Wisconsin means to you. Yeah, you know, I um, like I said, you know, when 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 we are actually able to, you know, be over at the Olympics and you're representing your country and and or, your, you know, your state, your hometown, that kind of stuff. Um, you really did feel um, that support. And, you know, I, I think the other thing is speed skating is um, such a big connection here to. Um, the Milwaukee area that for sure um, the state, the city really latches on um, to those of us that are part of this sport and in this area, uh, you know, and we've been very lucky to, um, you know, have the likes of um, the different um, sports casters, um, you know, really, you know, rally around us. Um, the Lance Allens, okay. the Tim Van Vorns, um, those guys um, that Gary D'Amato from um, the Journal Sentinel. You know, these guys, they really know our sport. And because of that, then that's kind of nice because then they can, you know, share that with all of, um, you know, the Wisconsin area, the Milwaukee area. And and like I said, it, it, it just makes you... Um, feel appreciated, like, you know, feel like you're loved and that you've just got tons of support from here. And, um, and that's, that's, it's priceless. It, it really is. Cool. So when Trevor does the lightning round, it's like a Hallmark movie. Okay. He's just, that's all he is. He's Joe Wagner in a Hallmark Christmas movie. I, I'm more like the Adam Sandler touch here. So I, I don't know how this is going to go, but this is, this is, we are not going to tug on anybody's heartstrings here at all. Okay. Okay. All right. First off, when was the last time you put on a racing suit? Ooh, uh, <laughs> I probably a couple of years ago, I tried one on of like what the latest material is probably sure. like four years ago. Uh, you've done both uh, in the Olympics. Do you prefer skating indoor or out? Oh, indoor just for the fact that you know that it's fair conditions are going to be the same all the way around so yeah for sure indoor uh hot chocolate or hot toddy um oh my gosh uh <laughs> i guess hot chocolate okay we're listen we're old enough you could you could you could go i know one. i know toddy, but I'm, yeah. my my great my my grandma had a hot toddy every night before she went to bed. 
God bless grandma. I bet those were some stories. There you go. Okay, which one of these did not did Eric Hyden not win? 5000 uh, the 500 the 1000 1500 1500 3000 5000 or 10000 So he didn't win the 3000 but Correct. I'm sure he won the 3000 at Junior Worlds. Correct, but they didn't the have men, it. Yeah. They they only skate the 3000 at Junior Worlds. Yeah. Wow. By the way, I often wonder it's the same thing in some of the track thing. Why would you skate 10000 meters when you can be famous for skating 500? But that's up to him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Packers or Bears? Uh Okay. Uh, I grew just, up in Illinois for a lot of years, but you can't help but follow that, the Packers. That's you know, just for they Trevor. come into play on that was just know, for me. John's best friend with the head coach. Goals, whatever. Not best friends. Okay, uh quick. This is, this is how much does a pair of skates cost if I want to speed skate? Hmm. Oh, oh gosh. This is a, a question for my husband. I'm gonna say um probably close to $2,000 with Whoa. the boot and because the boot is molded to your foot and then there's the blade I probably close to yeah two three thousand dollars I like I don't that's not my territory that's my husband's yeah. territory how often do you have to sharpen the blades um it depends on where you are but um with the it, the tracks inside now and it's not as dirty you can get away with every couple of weeks. Okay. Um, but if you're racing, like, let's say you've been training on them for, you know, two weeks, you're for sure going to sharpen them before you race. Okay. Is there really such a thing as fast ice? Yes. So um, <laughs> it's part of, it's part of the, the water that they use. They can use deionized water. And then that makes it faster, number one. And when, you, like I said earlier, when you're at altitude, um, mm -hmm. that's faster. And part of that is, you know, maybe going through the air easier or whatever, <laughs> but it still makes the ice faster. So, yes. That's crazy. And the last one I have, so between you and the family, I've seen the table. Um, and I and with all sort of due respect to Sarajevo and what's happened in Yugoslavia and Bosnia and Herzegovina, if I want to go vacation somewhere, do I want to go to Sarajevo, Sarajevo Calgary, Albertville, Lillehammer, or Nagano? Um, I guess I'm going to say Lillehammer. Um just because I think you're probably closer to the mountains that way. You could go skiing easier. Mm -hmm. um, Albertville, like where we were, it was a little bit of a hike to get to where the mountains were. Same thing with Calgary. But if you like hockey, <laughs> you should probably just go to Calgary because then you could go see the flames. <laughs> nice. Yes. And former Badger coach Bob Johnson. Back in yeah. the day where he left. Trevor, that might have been. No, that was after your time that he that he was there. Um, I have a Calgary connection. My I've, brother played for the Stampeders. Yeah. Like I was in Calgary, minutes. which. Oh, and by the way, my brother was also your kid's high school biology teacher. Small world. Yep. Can't make it. There up. you go. <laughs> he said hi. And you guys are just now figuring this out. Yeah, well, it's, it was that whole Crookshank thing that threw him for a loop. And then all of a sudden, Blair came through and he's like, got it, got it. Now I know him. Okay. Good stuff. Well, well hopefully, Bonnie, they had we good could... progress reports. <laughs> 
Bonnie, we're grateful that you joined us on Inside Wisconsin. Your Wisconsin story, albeit that didn't start until 1983, is one that none of us will ever forget. So uh, on behalf of all of us, it's been great to catch up with you. Thank you so much. All right. Yeah, thanks, you guys. I appreciate it. Um, You know, hopefully you've enjoyed the games and um, you've got a little bit more of a special place in your heart for the sport of speed skating. And um, let's hope we can build it back up. Fantastic stuff. Thank you so much. What a pleasure. All right. Sure thing. Shut up and sit down. Uh, Newsflash, J.A., Bonnie Blair can't walk through a festival food without it taking three hours. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's and she she's got staying power, and it really is. So often yeah. you're you're kind of um you can be a blip. And it's not just winter Olympics, there are a lot of sports like that. Uh, but she's got a name and a staying power and a um a star quality that yeah. is um remarkable and is historic. And yet what's really funny is to hear talk about her being a skating mom and how that can be crazy nervous, right? Which and- is Every parent's thing, whether you're watching Little League at the lowest level. Here we are playing right. coach pitch, right? or you might have your kids skate in the Olympics. Either way, if you're a parent, there's that same sort of um, – I don't want to say terror, but you know what I'm saying. That same sort of yeah. anxiousness, eagerness, like, oh, please, I hope the kid does well. <laughs> and now her daughter and her son both yeah. wear skates on a daily basis. There, There's yeah. some significant staying power with Bonnie Blair. I mean, I was five years old. We joked about it, but – driving past the pennant meant a lot to me and Mm -hmm. the other day when bonnie and i talked on the phone to get her to come on here i mean listen i i understand that there are some pretty incredible names that we've had on inside wisconsin i got i got weirdly emotional on the phone with bonnie blair i didn't cry or anything but i was just like damn this is this is someone that had a major impact on my childhood that was really cool and it's odd right because all of a sudden you're just talking to him and you're like wait that's a you know, that, that, She's that is, you know, that's, that's one of those things. I, I, I haven't run into that very, luckily in the business I've grown into it, but still like Jack Nicholas, when I see Jack Nicholas, yeah. that's still, even though I've spent a lot of time around him and I did a series with him one time uh, and went out to like five or six site visits as he built a course in Arizona as a grew up, but still I'm like, eh, Jack Nicholas, that's still, you know, <laughs> right. that's the guy Staying that power. gives me some. Yeah. So I will cry. If Euchre ever comes out, we're just going to talk that into existence. All right. Okay. Uh, speaking yeah. of crying, what hurts is sticking your hand in a snowblower or thanks to Dr. Clicka for joining us on inside Wisconsin today. Yeah. Uh, John, you mentioned to me that you've done a dumb thing or two and you had a story to share of your own yeah. uh, experiences. So we've got a little John Wisconsin and I thought, okay, winter, Ice, Bonnie Blair, the doctor, dumb things. I'm thinking, I, I believe I have a John Wisconsin just for this. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we hearken back. And for just for you, it happened in 1983. Hey, Yahtzee. Great year. Good yeah, year. There you go. So it's our senior year in high school. Because uh, I believe it's after the first of the year. So it's 83. And uh, we had a physics class under the great, uh, late, great, crazy Ray Greisinger over there at uh, Green Bay Southwest High School. And uh, two of my best buddies, Byron Fralick and Pete Hazlett. Uh, Pete uh, has worked down in Madison for 100 years. Byron's still back there uh, at home in, in Green Bay. Yeah, no, Byron. And, and so, yeah, you've met Byron. So anyway, so we have an astronomy project. And because that's one of our, our physics quarters on astronomy. So we're going to go out and we're going to look at the stars and see what we can chart. But we need a good spot, right? Because you can't be if too many lights around. That's hard. So Pete goes, let's go to Pete's Beach. And we're like, what the hell is Pete's Beach? Nobody's ever heard of Pete's Beach. We've heard of all kinds of things. Turns out Pete's Beach uh, was named after Pete by Pete. Um, <laughs> and just as a side note, Pete, uh, his nickname is Pete. That's a whole different story. <laughs> but this guy, okay. His real name is Pete, Original. and his nickname is also Pete, after Pete Townsend. 
So, like, where is Pete's Beach? Well, it turns down. It's out. Uh, it's on the east side of Green Bay, right east side of the Fox River. It's right down on the Fox River. Right. Um, and it's, if anybody knew who are old, I think it was Zeller's Sports Shop or whatever. So you'd go down, and there's a service road, and you'd drive down, and all of a sudden there was an opening, and there was this big fallen tree, and there was this stretch of of sort of shoreline on the Fox River. This so there's Pete's Beach. So we're sitting there and we're looking at stars and we're uh, ostensibly doing homework. Uh-huh. We might have been drinking beer too. Um because uh-huh. <laughs> we're, we're 18. It's it's allowed, it's legal. Got it. Um so yeah, probably had a Miller light in there. And uh so we're taking our, our things. Now we decide, you know what, let's just we should walk out on the ice a little. It looks frozen. How how bad uh-huh. can that be? And there's some there's some drifting spots. So we start walking out, we start walking out and you can see I know this sounds uh, there's some some kind of not really a crack, but you can see the ice. You can see it's fairly deep. Uh, the ice is fairly thick. And so we go out and now we're literally on pizza. We're in the middle of the Fox River, just oh. standing there. And we decide, OK, we're kind of dumb. We should go back. Yeah, get back. So we start going back. And now just to be fun, we're like, we should really go. So now we're running, but there's open spots where the snow has blown away. And now we're like harp seals. We're diving and we're sliding on the ice. Okay. <laughs> on the Fox River on the way back. Wee, we slide. We get out. Wee, we slide. Have the time of our life. We get back to the to the uh, the beach. We go, thank God we made that. God, we're, we're the stupidest people on earth. This is great. So we go to get in the car and drive home. And we've lost Pete's keys on the ice. <laughs> So now we have to venture back. We're like, we could call Pete's mother uh, or and see if she could bring the keys, but that is going to bring certain uh, yeah. punishments that we don't want to have to deal with because uh, we're just out drinking beer ostensibly. We told him we were going to go out and do homework, and now we're dumb kids who've lost. So we go out on the ice to find the keys. You After haven't called mom. Fools have been sliding all over the ice in the Fox River. It's good. We go walking out, walk straight to them. No. Just start walking out. We spread out. We start walking. And about a two-thirds of where we had been, Pete's like, got them. We turn around. Took us maybe, took us no more than two minutes to find these keys in the middle of the ice. No mom call needed, no orthopedic surgery. You got lucky, J.A. Thank, didn't have to towel off. (laughs) Nothing. Got the physics project done for Crazy Ray, had a beer or two, got a great story out of it, and I might be just as dumb as anybody who's ever stuck their hand in a snowblower. And But yours didn't end in any blood, uh, little maybe tears of laughter, and one hell of a science project. Walked right out, found the keys. Remarkable. But the sheer terror for those few minutes, like, holy crap, are we, <laughs> have we really, and you say you stepped in it, but we didn't because we stepped on top of it. But we were just, Jeez. you know. Yeah, and we were going to be really brave to try to go all the way across and get mm. some uh, coal out of one of the coal piles to prove that we had gone all the way over and we'll bring coal back and then this this will be our proof. And then we're like, do we really want proof that we're the dumbest people on earth? Probably not. So let's not <laughs> just, let's, I don't know. Let's not go, go all the, the way. Let's go halfway or a little more. And then, yeah, then we can slide back. Dicey. So, Dicey. Oh, 1983, another reason it was a great year. Great year. Wisconsin, Wisconsin at his finest. Yeah. So there you go. So uh, there is a moral story, a moral to this story, kids. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't go walking out on the ice like that. That That's that's just dumb. Celebrate responsibly, Wisconsin. <laughs>
Our thanks to five-time Olympic gold medalist Bonnie Blair for joining us on the show today, and also Dr. Brian Klicka from BayCare Clinic. Uh, Wisconsin, be safe. Wisconsin winter is almost done. We, we can get out of this on a little bit on you, more on just the general population. Uh, remember, subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe here on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all the places. You know where to find us. We're grateful. And until next time, as you are Wisconsin. Inside Wisconsin is brought to you by Baycare Clinic, Cobblestone Creek, the University of Wisconsin-Platteville, Mill Home Supper Club, Festival Foods, Capital Credit Union, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, American Family Insurance, Rolltech, and by Miller Lite. Shut up and sit down.